Hi, I'm Cameron, and I don't just read comics, I love them. On today's episode of Cameron Reads Comics, my friend Kyle and I are reading the long-anticipated Batman Earth One Volume 3 by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. This is actually the third episode in a three-part series, reading through the thus far trilogy of Batman Earth One. So if you're not caught up, you may want to go listen to the last two episodes to hear our thoughts on Volumes 1 and 2. Just a warning, there are going to be full and complete spoilers for Batman Earth 1 Volume 3 by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. Remember to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Cameron Reads Comics, and make sure to clobber the like and subscribe buttons, as well as leave me a 5-star rating and review on iTunes. Now, here's your episode on Batman Earth 1 Volume 3. A gang of thieves thrusts Gotham City into fear, when they are mysteriously well-armed with military-grade weapons, flamethrowers, grenade launchers, and even tanks. And this gang claims it is funded by none other than former district attorney Harvey Dent. Balancing his two lives, Bruce Wayne must find the truth by tapping his growing network of agents, including Alfred Pennyworth, Jim Gordon, Waylon, Killer Croc Jones, and the savvy new Catwoman. Bruce is distracted by the seemingly impossible return of another figure believed dead, his grandfather, Adrian Arkham. He must also comfort his longtime friend, Gotham City Mayor Jessica Dent, who is scarred both physically and mentally from her experience with the Riddler, which resulted in the gruesome death of her brother. But Harvey is back, plotting revenge on a city which he proclaims to be guilty? When Batman discovers the truth behind these many mysteries, his entire world unravels. Alrighty, Kyle. Welcome back to Cameron's Comics. Um, round three in Batman Earth One. And you know what's really funny about this book already? I realized I thought this was like the last of a trilogy, and it's not a trilogy. There's just only three books out, especially when you consider the ending. That's definitely not. Yeah, I figured that once I got to the end of this, I was like, mm, that didn't really seem like a true ending. <laughs> yeah, it was. A little, well, let's you know maybe talk about the beginning of the book too. Nope. I don't know the end. <laughs> We just skipped right so many things. Um, okay, so Kyle, we had, we read volume one. We obviously both loved volume two. And now here we are, volume three. How did you feel about what you read? How did you like it? So I will say I think there were some choices in this book that I was not a fan of. In this one? Similar to, to book one, but I've... I've come to the conclusion, and do you want to hear my conclusion? No. Okay. Okay. Good night. <laughs> what is it? What's your conclusion? My conclusion is that I like this structure of Batman being written more than like single issues. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I get it. I think you're, and I was listening to, I was editing because I obviously record, then I edit these. I just think that this kind of narrative is, it lends itself so much better to readers and writers and just story structure than like modern comics do. And I think that's the main like strength in a story like this is that it is all Jeff Johnson, Gary Frank. It's their take in the same yeah. way. And I hate to do this, especially this early. We are like two minutes into recording, but uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That's You're all. That's there, yeah. that's all Bendis's like vision, mm-hmm. and like it's so singular, and that's what makes that story work so well. And so seeing that for Batman is just it just works so much better, and like. I, I don't know if I said it in the last episode, but the fact that this is solely just based in Gotham and not outer space and like the Gotham is the stakes. Um, it, it changes everything. And it, yeah. I, I think it lends itself so much better, but like, why do you feel that way? Um, so I was thinking about it and we were kind of texting back and forth and we were kind of saying like joking, but seriously, like we're going to read it all in one sitting. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I really found myself doing that with this and like to the point where like I didn't want to stop reading like the whole thing and I remember getting like 20 pages in and I was like wow I just read a lot and then I still have almost the entire book to go and so that was really exciting getting getting more than just a single issue also oh you were coming from a different completely different different, place yeah 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 uh I I agree with what you were saying though Definitely, but it just they're different points. Yeah. But keep going. Um, I I find myself with like long runs of of Batman and, and a bunch of different other uh, superhero titles, but I find myself always like there's just that one issue that is just impossible to get through. Yeah, and it's just like, hmm, they. I, it could be different. I don't know the writing process for comics. I'm sure it's difficult. I'm sure I probably can't do it. But there's definitely like those issues that just like they didn't seem to care about at all. Yeah. And ones that are just boring and I'm just mad at myself that I spent now yeah. three ninety nine on on that single issue. Um, but it's like you have to do that to get to the next issue. Mm-hmm. And where everything's happening all the yeah, time. Yeah. Where where it's like there's definitely like some a few dull moments in like these books but it it's so quickly jumps right to the next thing yeah and you get the you get the full how do i say that kind of the full arc yeah in just in one sitting one book and i i guess it's the same frustration with watching a tv show and one episode is just super lame it's all set up yeah and then you finally get to it on the next episode but um Anyway, yeah. No, no, I feel you with that. And like this, I, I think what you're saying is you like the, almost like you have the entire arc in one mm-hmm. volume. You know yeah. I mean, you like just the volume structure and not the yeah. issue structure. Yeah. And I think that, I think that helps writers too. Like when say a writer has a five issue story and wants to get there, but they have to do six issues. Yeah. I think that completely throws off everything. And a lot of times you can tell unless it's just. Well, home run. You know what's so interesting about that, and I actually this is an interesting conversation you kind of opened it up to is that there's there's both and because you know when you're I think one of the things that you dislike about you know it, it's both and that's what's so mm-hmm. crazy is that one of the things that you dislike about the the 
issue by issue structure is that like you also have to wait a month and let's be honest we have lives that we live and i forget what i read a month ago Mm -hmm. and so i'm kind of playing catch up i don't know what's happening and then it's just talking heads the whole time but if it's that good of a series or like if you are reading it you know what i mean because these you know they collect the volumes Mm -hmm. and you could read it just all in one sitting like that and um i think that we can't be looking at issue by issue as like its own issue even though it's so hard, we have to look right. at it as the narrative. Like Mr. Miracle monthly would have been like an exceptional series because, mm-hmm. you know, it, issue by issue, they were all just amazing in such different ways and like so groundbreaking, but like then reading it as an entire volume, it's like it, all the transitions are so seamless and every plot point holds up because it's so fresh. Right. And I think that's what something like this does ex- like very well. And, yeah. and that's one of the hardest parts about, all of it. And so with, with Mr. Miracle, I think, I, I think you're right. And I th- it's just really interesting. Uh, what the, the point that you bring up because like, or like with that, because I also think too, on the, on the other, on the other hand, when you're spoiled and I actually kind of feel this way with as many, uh, digital comics platforms as I have mm-hmm. is now I have access to all of them. Right. You know what I mean? I, and I, for the, for those wondering, I have all of the platforms. I have Marvel Unlimited, DC Universe, Comixology. Like, I was reading these because I, le- I loan out for the guests. I give them my copies of the yeah. books. And so then I read them online on those platforms. And so I was I, I was reading, uh, like, I find myself, okay, well, now there's, there's issues I don't have. But I'm still paying for and whatever it be. But I think because I have all for right now, for me, it's Dan Slott's She-Hulk run. I just love it. I love Dan Slott. I love She-Hulk. I think she's amazing. Excited for her show. But now I have, you know, 50 issues of his, of his run or whatever it be. I think it's like 40 or maybe even less than that. But it, it, he's like, here's all these issues. And now I'm like, oh, they're all at my fingertips. Mm-hmm. It's like when Netflix comes out with a series and you just can binge it. Yeah. Do, have you ever found your- Oh, yeah. And then it's just like, oh, well, that's that. Or not even like I sometimes it's all there and I'm like wow I don't want to sit here and oh, watch okay. it for seven yeah. hours and then I just mm-hmm. end up never getting back to it and so sure. I, yeah I think there's a little bit about I think that's what the CW verse kind of really got me back into like when Flash came out episodic television is actually like really fun and I think that's the difference between you know watching the entire season and then watching episode by episode is right. each has their merits and like it's nice to have like a custom to yeah. like come and sit but. I guess I, I don't I don't mind when they're coming out uh like issue by issue like I obviously I love it I he has a I, I, list. I, yeah I go I go to the comic store weekly sometimes bi-weekly and um and and I enjoy it but I always find myself liking the titles more where it's like they you know it's going to be a 12 issue series and that makes me feel like okay they f- they figured out the 12 yeah. issues and that's that's it. That's gonna be the full story, you know, where it's like the ongoing, ongoing story where it's at a hundred issues. Um, I guess, I guess I just find myself getting so bored in them for no, like wrong. five runs in a row, or like you know, or five different yeah. arcs in a row. And who who knows that all these people are writing the eight millionth Batman story, it, you know? Yeah. And so it's like I can't imagine how difficult that can be. And there's probably a handful of people on the planet that can still write a really good Batman story. Yeah. But um I don't know. E- even like detective comics and action comics, like I like those more because usually yeah. usually I each issue is like a new story. It's like a, a different yeah. thing. It takes place at a different time a lot of the time uh, a lot of it. And so 
Um, I guess when the writer, I guess this is just such a blanket statement, but it's like when, when a writer knows the beginning and the end, yeah, you know, is when I, where I, I feel like Bendis on ultimate Spider-Man probably knew where he wanted to go, where he wanted to end up. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Cause I'm like, it's not like he starts that series. Cause that was like his first time on a major comic. He did like some, he did some spawn stuff before mm-hmm. that. And that was what he's like really known for. And then he took over ultimate Spider-Man. How many shoes? Like one forty. He did. A, he, no, he did more than that. Peter dies at like one, one thirty something. And then, then, you know, it kind of whatever takes, takes a break after the death. And then it's all miles Morales. Oh, and then right. he does a million, like 36 issues on miles mm-hmm. Morales. So a hundred thousand years on Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, but but with that being the case, I just think that he found himself. I don't know if he knew. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I don't think anyone could have guessed the sure. trajectory. Mm-hmm. And so, but it's so interesting because I just I, I it, all that is so interesting because I think you're right too. And I, but here a catch twenty two for me is I think Tom King always intended, and this is kind of spoilers, but really not at this point. Tom King always intended to marry Batman and Catwoman. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of going to be how they get there. But planning that over a series of 85 issues, I don't right. know. I don't think he had quite a plan on right. how he, or like every single issue mapped out. So I think this story mm-hmm. lends itself very concisely. Yeah. Is that where you're feeling? Yeah. 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 I'm like, cause I, I get it. Like, yeah, there's always the outliers. So it's like there, uh, obviously there's a handful of runs of just a character and it's an ongoing series and they're unbelievable. Like some of the best runs yeah. ever, you know? Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's you know, a rabbit hole. You know, it is a rabbit hole. But on top of all of that, I think, I think you're right. Though it reminds me, and I've been thinking about this a lot this week. You just kind of got in my head because it's stuff I've been thinking about. Um, I listened to an interview with Brian Cranston recently, mm-hmm. and I just think that there's something so special about Breaking Bad because, and not even because it's Breaking Bad, but or even it, it happened on The Good Place too, or Seinfeld, where it's like it, they didn't stop the series because there wasn't more they could do with it. But it was like, Oh wow. Having five seasons of breaking bad or whatever, four seasons of good place and do doing those intentionally and then ending so effectively, like building to one moment. I just absolutely loved. Yeah. And I was like, I'm so glad that we have shows like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like intentional storytelling like that, because I'd rather like, I think you and I agree on this. I'd rather have a bunch of really good, five season five season tv series then something unfortunately and i don't mean to knock anyone like the flash or arrow mm-hmm. right now that kind of ran out of steam and yeah. just first two seasons Big were great time. and then it was like okay like where are we going now and they, mm-hmm. they couldn't find their footing and i think sometimes comics have that yeah which is so confusing for those tv shows because it's like you have you have the source material yeah you you have it at your fingertips, you know. Yeah, but it's also like, man, like pay, drumming through all that com- all those comics to build up. I also think that personally, just on another level, they could cut the show runtime in half. Yeah, I'm like, oh, we don't need 26 episodes for the sake of your actors, for the sake of you know, just mm-hmm. your writers and everyone. I'm like, we can just cut that yeah. down and have a really great as mm-hmm. many seasons as we have with half the episodes could be really I don't know that's just me but what yeah I mean to go down that that hole too but (laughs) CW like my my biggest my biggest issue is Arrow season one season two 
and then Flash, like, season one, maybe season two. Um, they they had more of, like, a seriousness to them. Yeah. And then I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden they decided that, like, one of the characters had, like, a funny joke one time, and then it the rest of it just became comic relief and then some fighting at the end of an episode. Yeah. And then it's just like, oh, we got away. It's all right. We'll get him five episodes later. Yeah. You know, and it's and then there's just whole episodes of really bad written or poorly yeah. written jokes. Yeah. You know? That's why I, I feel you. I and I don't know. Not if you like those shows, gladly enjoy them. But that's where love Kyle them. and I. <laughs> I said love them. Oh, I thought you said something else, and oh, I was like, no. whoa, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so going back to Batman Earth One. Oh yeah. Picking up where the last book left off with Jessica and Harvey, and she's in the hospital. Is now diving into the story. How did you? How did you like it? How did you? How did you like this compared to the others? How did you feel about where it picked up? And you know, everything that um, that was a fifteen-minute rant on anything but this book. By the way, that's fine. They're getting bonus content <laughs> today. Um, you know, like everything that I've said in pre in previous episodes that Jeff Johns does well, um, all holds up in this book as well. I, I think, I, I don't know how much, I guess one of the choices I didn't really like was the whole thing with Harvey Dent. Okay. Um, he's dead. Yeah. We can um, do all spoilers a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he's actually dead. Like he's truly dead. They did one of the best like face reveals. And yeah. then they're like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And so I guess I would say like, something that Jeff Johns did super well was he teased it at the end of book two with Jessica having like the split personalities. Yeah. And then, and then she just seems so normal at like parts in this book. And so you're just like, okay, like who knows what that was? Like maybe it was Harvey in the room talking to her or like maybe it was something else, like some, some weird thing. And so he like, he like let us know that something was going on with Jessica but then still made us like confused in this book, what he was going to do with Jessica and Harvey, you know? And it's just like, Oh, she's normal. And Harvey's alive. You know, like that's what's going on. That's what's going on. That's what you believe this whole book pretty much. And then at the end, it's a good like reveal, you know, like it's, it's it's well written, but I like Harvey more than Jessica Dent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I get that this universe needed its own kind of, Mm -hmm. Two face or whatever, yeah. but I was like, it had oh. to be different. But it did have to be different, but it didn't have to be that. I don't yeah. know. I was like, why can't they both exist? And like the idea of Two Face being twins with both multiple personality, like that could have been way cool. I don't know. And it's it's it's. I was just kind of like, okay, what's happening? Mm-hmm. And then they had uh, this one wasn't my favorite. Probably if I was gonna rank them all, it's like my least favorite of the mm. three. And I'm like, oh man, because I thought the hype of the last two, I. And also the anticipation of this one, too. Right, like six yeah. years or whatever between books. I was like, okay, wow, it's actually coming back. Because I thought they were just going to cut it and like not pick it up again. And so mm-hmm. this one being that, I was like, oh, wow. it, the, the, All that stuff, all the build-up to that. And I was like, why? I, I just feel like it could have done. They could have just done a Dark Knight kind of thing again mm-hmm. where Jessica dies. Right. And then Harvey, like, oh, my gosh, the ashes of his sister, whatever. I was like, what it was kind of what just happened and then the two-face that we had 
like I wanted her to have a way cool scar, way cooler yeah. scar, and I'm like, what? Like she just has like a face like cheek thing. Yeah, it didn't really make sense, like how how that could have possibly happened, and yeah. then how their <laughs> how their like beings morphed together, you know, like uh, I, that didn't really make sense, and that was unfortunate too because of how well um, the Riddler was written. Yeah. last book and so i had really high hopes for two-face for this book and yeah i guess i would say like for me too that's kind of where like i kind of dove off here um there's so many like good little chunks in this book yeah you know where um i don't know like for whatever reason i fell in love with killer croc in this book yes i was gonna um, ask my next question he's like one of the bright spots of this of this book shout out to bat dog oh my gosh bat <laughs> dog is like my new favorite character <laughs> i was i was planning on uh i was planning on joking later in the show that he was my favorite no we can uh, say character. it now honorary favorite character like we have to <laughs> shelve him because it's also they could have made that dog so freaking like you know a, mm-hmm. a terrible growly dog that's the worst but no he's just a happy little pup and mm-hmm. in, in this really grim dark world and i was like oh that's what i needed yeah um, but going back to killer croc killer croc's cool man it, like especially in this like he's just like he's witty yeah he's like there to help you know like and i don't know if we've talked about it but how like what could jeff johns possibly have been thinking to make the conscious decision for Killer Croc to be the very first person that gets to know that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Yeah. You know, like, uh, besides Alfred, obviously, but, um, like, he chose him. Yeah. Like, what? I don't, I, you know, I really don't know. And actually, there's funny enough, there's a new uh, Killer Croc series out right now. It just started. And you, because you were saying last time that you'd never really had read a killer croc mm-hmm. story da, da, da. and i'm like ooh, garth ennis who did the writer of the boys mm-hmm. he's doing a story called batman reptilian which i guess is a killer croc story hmm. and i'm like i'm so excited to read that now yeah. after reading this because it's two different takes on you know i think you're right i agree with you i thought his dynamic with alfred mm-hmm. was who would have thought yeah. to have those two at odds and like they're bickering and i just that's, that's it. like one of the that's the coolest part about this this series is you know like it's just the most random possible things you could think of happening in gotham it's like so different from the rest of traditional batman stories it's the random character talking to like a beloved character Mm -hmm. you know and it's like they're a main plot point in this in this story yeah they have like a a dynamic which Mm -hmm. is like you you never would have like thunk to have seen it um but yeah I, i like i like the killer croc stuff He's he's an interesting character. Bat Dog was cool, and like him being the one to find Bat Dog too, like tender picking picking a stray off the streets. That's very Batman esque mm-hmm. in historical value, but for Killer Croc to have been abandoned and then now be, you know, not taking his burden, you know, and putting that on someone else or a yeah. little pup. So and the dog doesn't care about what you look like. Yeah, no, he loves you, and <laughs> um, I really like, I really liked him, and then. How did you feel? Okay, wait. How did you like? There's another moment where Bruce, like, he was alluding to Alfred is jealous of Bruce's like trust and partnership with Commissioner Gordon. Did you get that vibe mm-hmm. at all? Am I, I looking did. too far into it? How did you feel about that? Um, I I guess I guess a jealous Alfred is pretty weird to me. Yep. You know I where the same way. where I I 
I prefer a very like confident in himself and like not worrying really about who Bruce loves more or like trusts more, you know, where it's just like no matter what decision, like my Alfred is no matter what the heck decision Bruce makes, like I love him and I'm not going to complain. Yeah, and also, yeah. it's also like I don't I don't know if I quite think of Alfred as like super confident, but I'm like I just think of him as a martyr. I'm like mm-hmm. Bruce considers himself a martyr, but if we're really looking at it, Alfred is the martyr. He's like I'm giving up my entire life to make sure you are safe and okay. Yeah. And for him to be rejected by Bruce for someone new who's seeking the same path to justice, like whatever, that's fine. But yeah, no, I just thought it was weird. Yeah. I was like I was like why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Like who who said this is the call? You know what I mean? And I'm like because Alfred doesn't care about Batman. He cares about Bruce and he just like wants that guy to be safe. And so he will give up his evenings so that Bruce can come home safe. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, what, I don't know why commissioner Gordon gets in the way of that. And yeah. I know that that's not this Alfred either. Like that's not, but I'm also like, what? Like be cool, man. Like you guys are all <laughs> friends. I'm like, we've had, why is it weird that he would call the chief of police to help him out? Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm like, okay, wait, actually going back off that, how do we feel about the trajectory of Harvey Bullock in this series? In this issue, um, I mean, not in the series. You know, like, I I mean, I guess looking at it from how we felt before, how we thought it was going to be a trilogy, yeah. I w- and still thinking that pretty much the entire way through this book, That's okay. you know, like, I was waiting for, like, the big, like, redemption moment, and... I don't think we got it. Yeah, you know, I feel like we like got he's it. He's just passed out the whole time. Yeah, we got we, we. He had like a very like almost complete arc the yeah. last time, where he it was like okay, like wow, he saw the birthday boy stuff that was really messed up, and then you know he started drinking, and we're like, well, it's pretty bad. And then he kind of chose Gotham instead of the bottle at the very end of the second book. And we're like, wow, that was wonderful. That's mm-hmm. everything I loved. And then now it's like, okay, we're kind of back to square one. Like none yeah. of those amazing character moments happened. And it's like, what you didn't watch. Did you watch game of Thrones? Sorry, uh, I'm not all the way it. done. Okay. No, but, I won't say anything then. Well, I think I'm at like season six, late season six. Uh, well, it would spoil something. Well, here's so. something spoiled. Jorah from Game of Thrones plays Batman and Titans. And that Ooh, is, that's so true. That is my favorite freaking cast. Not that it's a good cast at all. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, it is pretty weird cause Jorah is pretty old, but mm-hmm. man, that is be- wonderful. Yeah. I just need to like let the world know that. <laughs> um, thanks for, uh, making my Game of Thrones <laughs> random question. makes sense. We'll, we'll talk when you're done with the series. <laughs> um, Okay. Yeah, no, so the Harvey Bullock stuff, like, I was not, I was like, why'd you just throw away the whole, I was like, what? I'm like, do we know, that That was something that felt like, okay, mm-hmm. we don't know what we're doing with this character anymore, and I'm like, come yeah, on. It didn't, it didn't make sense for where it was. Yeah, and, and I don't know, I didn't think, I didn't think Commissioner Gordon had much to do either, Mm-mm. and I was like, what? Yeah, he definitely stepped away in this one from, from their relationship. It was like, maybe like a one page here and there yeah. for him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And for this one, I didn't think the stakes felt as high. Mm-hmm. Like the last one, it's like, okay, Riddler's going to do something because he's done it before. Like he, right. they showed us the ramifications if if the bad guy wins. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in that one scene that we absolutely loved. And I think that, that this entire series, the three bucks, that's my favorite moment still. Um, but, you yeah, know, I did, we didn't see that quite with mm-hmm. the – 
with the twins or whatever you with the dance. Um, okay, wait. How did you feel about the Adrian Arkham arc? Uh, nah. I was like, I was like, okay, like, wow. I guess we're really leaning into like Bruce's fam family history with Gotham, and I was right. like, that could be very cool. Like, mm-hmm. I'm down, I'm down with that. Um, and then, cause Gotham, it's all it's all about Gotham for Bruce. And I was thinking about that and like his obligation to his family through the service he provides to his city. Mm-hmm. Like, very cool. I'm I'm down with that. And so then him being an Arkham, I'm like, wow, that does tie his family more back like back into the city. Cool. Mm-hmm. We I, we can make this work, and then it it kind of just falls flat for me. Yeah, like I I I don't really get like the whole like Gotham curse thing. Yeah, um, the, like I, okay, your mom's an Arkham. Okay, and then yeah. we found my grandpa who my mom saw murdered. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're. Yeah, like when you get to like the grandparents and stuff like that, that's kind of where I like. I'm like okay, it's just an just an old old legend coming back to haunt you where where it's like nothing really from bruce's like actual life yeah you know where um it's cool when like a lot of things like tie in to to his personal relationship with with gotham not like his not like his full like lineage being tied yeah and then and then for for a payoff that was like okay wait what like none of it mattered at the end Mm -mm. and i was like yeah, was he was who's he, he was Clayface. Clayface, yeah. Yeah, that's like I like Clayface. I'm like that you mm-hmm. that's a vi- Clayface is also I just think one of those villains that is so freaking cool. You know what? I'm waiting. Post ever write Batman. I think those I was talking to you about the villains I'd write. I think I'd write a I'd go for a great penguin story. I'd go for a I'd want I wanted like a six mm-hmm. issue arc on Clayface. Man. Is the is the red is that Red Hood story? Clayface story? Red Hood, which under the Red Hood? Yeah. No, you're thinking of okay. Wow, this is gonna go for, for spoilers though. For and I actually, I'll tie this into something else later. Spoilers for Batman Hush, but Jason Todd comes back in yeah. in Batman Hush, mm-hmm. and then the next arc is uh, Batman or, or in Hush, like Jason Todd reveals himself to almost try and kill. Uh, tim drake robin Mm -hmm. and batman pretty much finds out that it wasn't it wasn't jason it was clayface yes posing as jason but then in the next arc it's under the red hood where jason's like oh i'm i wasn't clayface that was me and it's like what okay because that's when jason todd comes back from the dead Mm -hmm. yeah those are the two one two i got mixed up you had you had me when i first started reading comics you had me read both of those back to back yeah Oh, great. It was like the first two Batman stories. And now here's the fun fact I wanted to tell you earlier. Please. I've been changing my computer desktop at work because I'm not allowed to have too much stuff in my cubicle. And so I changed my background to, it's the, I think it's Batman 6. It must be like 616 or 619 or whatever the last issues of those are. And it, But it's everyone in the Bat family. It's like a big splash page, like fold out cover of, everyone in the bat family on the roof i'll show you a picture of it but if you guys know the jim lee art it's amazing and so i want to send you it because i just i literally just stare at nightwing on my computer (laughs) (laughs) i work when i don't have anything to do i'm just like wow like that looks so cool and that's like prime jim lee is tim drake your favorite robin yep yeah by a lot yeah but it's also like man it goes tim drake and then i never thought i'd say this in a million years then it goes damien Mm mm-hmm and also, oh my 
Are you reading the Josh Williamson uh, Robin series right now? No. It is amazing. Okay, you and I. Here's another fun fact because honestly, I don't want. I don't want to. There wasn't much that happened in Batman Earth One <laughs> Volume Three, if I'm being completely yeah. honest. Yeah. But Josh Williamson, we met him at WonderCon. Did we? He was right about to write Flash War. Oh. Long time ago. I think yeah, yeah. he is one of DC, like currently DC's in his in the roster of writers, one of the best. Mm-hmm. He is his like, flash stuff was pretty good. I think his flash stuff is like right under Mark Wade's flash mm-hmm. run for me, which is huge because Mark Wade is number one I'd say number one flash writer because he had the longest run on the character, but then everything he did has resonated and changed that character forever. In a way where like Okay, Jeff Johns had two great stories with Barry Allen, and that's what the Flash TV show and all the stuff is chasing. We wouldn't have Speed Force if it wasn't for Mark Wade. And then, like, Josh Williamson, like, I think was the first time to ever give Barry some original stories, Mm -hmm. which is like awesome. Like, I'm like, okay, like, let's let's give this character something to do. And so he's writing Damian Wayne Robin right now, and it's read his Batman Superman run to he did the first like 16 issues of that then he's doing robin right now and it's amazing he's like okay wow let's make his best friend connor hawk mm. which is green arrow's son yeah, yeah. who was rejected by green it's like oh my gosh i'm like well, how come nobody thought about this and it's like it just shows that number one he loves those old characters and then like he knows them too he like puts them in places that are like oh this makes sense like when you and i were talking about the batman superman dynamic I think he writes that perfectly in Batman, Superman. But anyways. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I've never read a Damian Wayne story. Well, you know what? There's I didn't like the character because he dethroned and kind of cast out my favorite Robin. Mm-hmm. Tim Drake's my favorite Robin. Right. But, but then Damian just like, he was a little like, I'm going <laughs> to sorry i'm gonna cuss but like he's a little shit mm-hmm. i hate him i hate damien and he's like literally just such a little he's a shit i hate him but 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 you love him but jason todd i don't know jason todd was the same way and then i was like okay well we killed him off that's fine then we made him red hood and i'm like uh, i don't know how much i love the character of red hood but damien was like oh no like i am literally battling my nature you know what i mean to be a hero and then i read the new 52 batman and robin story run because the Grant Morrison stuff didn't make me love Damien, and that was like the guy who created Damien. Then I read the Batman and Robin stuff, which was just Bruce and Damien being superheroes mm-hmm. in the New Fifty Two, and it was, was that Tomasi, Tomasi and Gleason, yeah. mm-hmm. and it was amazing. And I was like, I just, I think that's like modern Bat. I think I said it last week, but again, modern Batman run, my absolute favorite. I think I went with you to pick up that omnibus. Yeah, I picked up that one, and they just released the Superman omnibus by Gleason and Tomasi, and I think, again, just one of those, I'd put them on a Jeff Johns, Gary Frank level creative team. I think they're oh. that good, and when they collab, it's amazing. Like, I never thought I'd love Patrick Gleason's art the way I love it, and I do. So there. There you go. I'm there sorry. We got to get back on track. It's it's <laughs> Thursday. Camboy is tired. Um, oh, wow, wow, wow. Okay, so the Clayface stuff, I'm just going to say it. Wasn't a huge fan. I thought it was pigeonholed, and I thought something really cool could happen. Um, number two, or not number two. We've been, I've asked you a lot of questions. Up how next. did how did you feel about the Catwoman stuff? I personally think that it was another one of the bright spots in okay. the book. Um, Great. 
I don't know how much I like her costume. That was I was yeah, gonna say costume's that costume's pretty my, funky. My least favorite cowboy costume. I'm like yeah. literally, you could have done anything else, and I would have mm-hmm. liked it more. Yeah, sometimes that mask kind of makes her look weird, where it's like she's gorgeous when the mask isn't on, and then she has the mask on, and she like her face kind of looks funky. But even like, but the um, but like the colors, yeah, like the the, the socks and yeah, the what? it's all whack. But I, I like. I like her a lot in this. Like, I like her as a character a lot in this story. Her motivations and, like, what they did with her and Batman, I yeah. loved. Yeah, her... It was this... It was this book where they... Uh, where she just, like... Oh, that's right. It was this book where he saves her life and she just kisses... Not other way around. This book is... Last week's book was where she saved his life and, like, fooled him. But right, but this one is oh, when yes. he saves he saves her life from a yes bullet or something. Yeah, she saves she saves him, and then he pays her back, and she just point blank kisses him. Yeah, where she was just like immediately like the one thing that took her mind off of the money for a second was was Bruce, which kind of how I read that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then her dynamic with everyone, like walking to the Bat Cave, like she like is pretty like self centered still. You know, um, I wouldn't be. Yeah. You take me to the Batcave, I'll freak out. <laughs> they found the Batcave in yeah. this freaking story, too. And oh, it wasn't right. under Wayne Manor. Yeah. And I was like, it was under Arkham, right? Yes, I think so. Here's like some random Arkham Wait. subway tunnel built. Yeah, yeah. It was like the crazy subway tunnels. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I like I liked that Killer Croc was the one that knew about it besides or knew where it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, But. You like the Catwoman stuff? Anyway, yeah, the the Catwoman stuff was another bright spot for me. I, I really like. Okay, so I didn't love her character portrayal because I, I felt like last time, last volume, they just absolutely nailed it, like ten out of ten, pitch perfect. And mm. then this one was like, okay, like wait, what? And then her being her being Batman's ears to the ground for stuff that's going on, and then using that to uh, get intel, but then him paying her. Oh, I, I really I, liked that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that makes perfect sense. And then for her to be like, why would you do that? And he's like, whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if that's what it takes, I'll do it. And, and it's he has like, like a billions of dollars. So I'm like, also like, man, you pay <laughs> that much petty cash on you? You're like, I'm Batman. I also have $50,000 in cash on me. I'm like, what the hell? Why? Yeah. Oh my God. I was, I didn't get that part. I was like, wait, what? I'm like, that's not baller. Like <laughs> just holds it in the belt. You don't have to like, it'd be like, wait for practicality purposes. Like, just Venmo her. Yeah. Like, bat Venmo. That, the belt's pretty funny, because if you think about it, like, a lot of the, like, shapes are, like, squares, and imagine this whole time, even the original Batman writers, like, agree, like, half of that's just cash. <laughs> just to pay people off. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, I'm apparently in. In, in this run. I'm in. I'm like, I'm down. That's headcanon for me. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Because, because what's your superpower? I'm rich, dude. <laughs> um... Okay, so I don't know. I, I don't need to talk about the Two Face stuff as much. She had multiple personality disorder. I, th- I felt like they kind of alluded to it, and it kind of. I feel like they kind of spoiled it in the end of the last book, and then it kind of set this one up, and then I was like, everything started happening, and there's all these branches out, and they I just didn't think they could find their way back. It was yeah. like, okay, like how are we gonna solve this in forty pages? Which is something I never thought I'd say in a comic book, but I was like. I needed any other sort of motivating action, you mm-hmm. know, and I just didn't quite get it. You know, what's kind of an interesting thing about this book is 
we talked for the first two books about how like different this was from like typical Batman stories. Yeah. And that's kind of like what our main central theme was is that it's different. Yeah, and, yeah. And by book two, we were like in love with it. Yeah, yeah. And we loved every part of it. It seems like every part that we ended up falling in love with, they just made it even different. So it was like yeah. we finally we finally hopped on this train and then they kind of changed a ton of it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but also I think there's some there's some points that should be said to to its merit. Um you know what I'm actually incredibly okay with is the end is the the very last scene of this book, which is the introduction of Joker. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely I'm I'm actually you know what? You give me three three Batman arcs and the last one's Joker, like the fourth one or whatever's Joker. I'm okay with that. Yeah. They gave me a penguin story, they gave me a Riddler story, they gave me a two face story. And I'm like, okay. I, I, I know this will never happen. I would just love a movie universe like that. Mm. If we can have a while before we have Joker in another movie, I'll be, it'll be too soon still. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that the introduction of Joker was just fine. Yeah, me too. And then I like I, that he like it's just teased, you know. Oh, did you see that? Did you know who he like was beating up? Like who uh, whose car he stole or whatever? No. That's the Superman villain, the Toy Man. Okay. Winslow shot mm-hmm. from Metropolis, and that's who is supplying the the Elsu's van was taking the dynamite. Is that who Mark weapons. Hamill plays in the Flash? No, that's the Trickster. It's a Flash villain. Ugh. Um, Ugh. That was like OG Flash though. He's he he's had that character for a long time. Um, yeah, no. So you don't you didn't care. It's like okay, whatever. With the Toy Man. With the Joker. Oh, uh, no, I like it. I, I, I'm i like, I'm okay with it. His look is nice, too. And I like that Batman isn't so fresh. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He's not so green that, like, Joker, like... I'm like, he's kind of poised. And so now it's like, let's throw a wrenching thing with, with the Joker. And I'm okay. I like that. Yeah. To, I think we both agree that... um, We, we both agree that just there's too much Joker yeah. in the, the world of Batman right now. And so, I mean, the first two books were years ago, but even this one as well, like... I, I'm I'm down for it now. Yeah. You know, where it's like, I'm so glad this whole, like all three books weren't just littered and teased with Joker the whole time yeah. that he was somehow pulling the strings on everything where it's like, that's kind of what a lot of modern writers kind of allude to is like this whole time. It's actually been the Joker. Yeah. 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 Here he is. Joker killed your parents. And it's like, what? No, yeah. be cool. Like, I'm pretty sure that's what they did in the Joker movie. Yeah. Or no no, no. some someone from the Joker, like during all the mob riots and stuff, yeah. Thomas Wayne gets out and he they have theater and they get shot by a guy in a Joker mask and it's mm-hmm. like the worst ever. But um, I'm sorry, I'm being so negative right now. Sorry guys. Um, it's okay. It has to happen every now and then. You know. Okay, actually, here's here's a question. If it wasn't Joker, who is the next villain you'd like to see? Uh, in in, in with this take. Hmm. I didn't send Kyle I, I the questions before. I don't know if I don't know if I have another villain that I would really care to see yet. Really? Um, as in like as in I think more so what I'm looking forward to is just how they how they treat the Robin Batman dynamic going forward because it I don't like how they did this. They just they're like, Okay, there's Robin now and we're the outsiders. Yeah. And Arkham Asylum's now a thing. I was like, mm-hmm. Whoa, we just did that in like literally two pages. Yeah. Which which is like I hope we somehow 
get the actual origin about how they find themselves in the Batcave, you know, because that's always that's always so interesting how how Bruce finds these kids, yeah, um, and and trains them and stuff, and yeah, they were just all of a sudden ready here, where it's like cool shot of them in the Batcave. Um, oh yeah, it was it was freaking Robin, Ragman, Batman, Catwoman. I was like Killer Croc, and then I was like, what the heck? Yeah, where he just did all of that. I, where it's like I'm I'm more so excited to see and I guess nervous to see how he treats their all their dynamics together. Where yeah. it's him, Batgirl, Robin. So I, I guess I guess over any other villains, I mean Scarecrow I think could be cool yeah. in this um uh in this like story, but um yeah, honestly, I I don't really have anyone. Bane, I don't know how they'd write a Bane story. You but. know who I want? I want Mister Freeze in this universe. Mm. I think that could be so cool just That's to like, because he's not. I don't know. I feel like there's room for a lot of silly characters. I don't. I think they could ground him. Yeah. And I think that that could be. I'm waiting for a really good Mister Freeze story. And I actually think I don't know if they were ever to go. That was my big casting. I was like, what's the first speculation on the Batman movie? There's like Jonah Hill coming in. And everyone's like, Jonah Hill's going to be the Riddler. He has to be the Riddler. Da, 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 da. And I was like, no, I want Jonah Hill to be Mr. Freeze. I want that casting more than anything in the world. I couldn't even imagine that. I'm like, I want something I can't imagine. Like, yeah. I think Paul Dano as Riddler. Paul Dano also for Mr. Freeze. Mm-hmm. Like, give me something crazy. Like, because I, I think... Marvel's been very kind to us in in giving us some unlikely actors to play roles that they just knock out of the park. I don't think anyone would have like at face value taken I think Terrence Howard made more sense than Don Cheadle as Rhodey, but Don Cheadle kills it as mm-hmm. Rhodey. I think Chris Pratt as Star Lord, nobody saw that coming. Right. Like it's like those put Star Lord on the map. Yeah, even even a Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark, it's like, oh, okay, and then like, whoa, that obviously now we know, yeah, that happened, <laughs> you know, and so I think that I think for for some of those things, I I want to be surprised, and so I really actually trust casting directors. I'm like, you know, some make sense, some are like, okay, uh, Chris Evans is Captain America, it's like well, that's almost too perfect, yeah, and he's then born for it, yeah, and then Brie Larson is Captain Marvel, yep, yeah, I I you know we totally saw it, saw mm-hmm. that coming, and Benedict Cumberbatch is Doctor Strange, it's like all 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 perfect. Mm-hmm. But um, those with where we're at now, I'm like, oh man, like, uh, yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd want to see Mister Freeze because could you just imagine that the the way that they could because this is a mean mean streets like Gotham, the way that they could do that with like, wow, I just wanted to be with my wife, you know what I yeah. mean, and like watching all that go down because I don't think Riddler was a villain, Penguin was a villain. They tried to make it so we don't know if the Dents were villains. They weren't trying to be. I don't think anyone can quite say that Mr. Freeze is a villain. I'm like, yes, he kills people. Yes, but he's doing all of it to save the one he holds most dear. And it's that gray that I think could be explored in these stories like better than anyone. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I, I yeah, don't know. That'd be, that'd be exciting. I'm waiting. Okay, that's, who's that? that's my third character I'd write. Who are my first two? I was a Penguin, Mr. Freeze, and who's my other one? Uh, Clayface. Clayface. Oh, that'd be so good. I'm like... <laughs> Write him. Yeah. I'll read him. I will. I will. I'll just make up my own universe. Batman Earth 2. There you go. I'm in. <laughs> That's my creativity. I'm there for it. Um, okay. I guess my... I, I, a couple more questions. We're winding down, though. Um, 
what would you rate this story out of 10? Um, I think this one goes back down a little bit, but not too far. Um, we did slam, slam it a little bit, but I feel bad. Yeah. But I, I read it in, in one sitting, like, you know, like that has to be like, that has to be some merit, you know, where it's like, I I didn't put it down. So it's like, I didn't want to exciting. Yeah. It's still exciting. It's still, um, like I said, like there's still some, some choices that I, I wouldn't have made, but I also don't write Batman. So, um, I think I gave book two like a seven. We gave it like high sevens, didn't we? Yeah. Or something like that. Book two. I think this. I think I might have given it an eight or nine. I think this one. I'm just gonna give this one an even seven. Not even going seven. back down. Too I'm giving far. it six point five. Okay. Um, and that's also too we didn't mention, but again, this is my favorite freaking Batman costume, and I love it so mm. much, and I love Gary Frank's art. And yeah, I we think, didn't even talk about the art yet. We haven't even talked about it, but the majority of my six is uh, Gary Frank's art. Um, I literally just love it so freaking much, and and. The, we didn't even talk about the introduction of the Batmobile and this, the, the anticipated Batmobile. Um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Did you, were you mm. into it? No, Kyle hated it. <laughs> they also redid the same joke uh, with Catwoman and the cell phone. Oh, the phone, yeah. I was like, guys, uh, come on. That was a, that was a one, one-time one thing. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, I guess I just kind of always imagined the Batmobile not looking like a typical car. Oh really? Where like, uh, I feel like I, I, just saw like that really nice black sports car last week driving down PCH. Oh, you did. So like, so I guess I guess I prefer my like it's a beautiful car, but I prefer my Batmobile to be like more out there, you know, like more ridiculous, like yeah. as if, I don't know, as if he was a little kid designing. A ridiculous car. Do you want? Would you? Do you like the tank Batmobile idea or no? Uh, like the one from like the Dark Knight. Yeah. Um, or yeah, yeah. Or Dark Knight, or even uh, they kind of did it in, what's it called? In Dark Knight Returns too. But like I'm talking the comic and the movie. Um, the one from like the Dark Knight, the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like the the look of it, but it just it definitely seems more so like was built for like military things, yeah. you know, like it, it, makes, it makes sense, sense that like Lucius Fox would like design something like this with like a team where, um, uh, and like how he could somehow make it, make them think it's for something else. That's not him being Batman. Yeah. Um, so I, I do, I do like it. I don't know if I like the look of it as much, but, if that somehow answers your question. You know, okay, wait. Do you have a favorite Batmobile? Mm, not that I could, like, put to, like, a, a movie or comic, no. My favorite Batmobile is the Batman Hush Batmobile. I, I want mine. I do want it to look like a sports car, but I want it to be very specifically the Batmobile. I think this one balances that really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading right now. I've been reading a bunch of comics lately, which is, like, I get it. Cam reads comics, but yeah, sometime, for a long time, I was just reading the... Uh, the books that were assigned for the week, you know, and then, but now I'm like, and I got behind on my poll. So I've been reading through my poll list again, Josh Williams and Robin. I was reading the, it's the new Tom Taylor, Batman, the detective series. It's like Batman in the UK with like a Cape trench coat thing. I don't know how much I love it, but 
the Batmobile that Andy Cooper did in there was also really, really good. Um, you know, I just think, I think the Batmobile, the Batman hush Batmobile, there's a, there's a page and you guys may know the one. I think it's so beautiful. And then also Batman on a motorcycle, just always though. Yeah. So I'm like, let's mm-hmm. not, I like, I, I like in the dark Knight movies. I like yeah. him on the motorcycle Those a lot more. So cool. I'm like, oh, cause I'm like, I think I, here's my hot take. Oh, wow. Wait, actually I had a question for you and I remembered and I might get backlash. So I'm just going to be a hater today. I'll just be a hater. Um, What's your favorite cinematic Batman costume? Mm. Oh, man. I don't know if I like any of them, really. Really? So you're even more of a hater than I am. I, I, none of them just seem like, none of them look as if anyone would choose to put it on. You know Where what? it's like, you're right. Most of them are like just too armored. Oh really? So you don't like the Dark Knight ones at all? I like those ones. I think the most. Out of out of those, yeah. But like, um, Ben Affleck is just like too okay. armored, you know. And like, I I don't know. I don't have a favorite. I think Batman Returns might also be my favorite like formal costume. There's no function there at all. But I think for costume wise, it's absolutely perfect. All black, yellow circle. It's great. It's rubber. Mm-hmm. It's not effective. I, I'm like not super in love with it, but I think when it comes to accuracy and the rest, that one's the best. Ar- armor, and the, armor, armor stuff in the or like an armored suit in the Dark Knight I, makes sense because they actually put scenes in there where it's like, yeah, oh, I got bit by a dog. I'm gonna need something else under this, yeah. you know. And he's like, oh, like functionally, like I get it. He's got bullets flying at him all the time, but what? like as far as like looks go, like uh. we've talked about it, like. I love like the simple like gray, yeah, um, gray like looks like it's fightable, you know, like it looks like he could be Tactile, really good yeah. in hand again, hand to hand con, uh, yeah, combat. So, but yeah, that's my thing. As here's my thing. Yes, I get that everyone everyone's all about the Ben Aff- Ben Affleck suit for that reason, and I'm like, I get it, but this is the thing. I think, and this is really where I, I'm I'm getting critical, but that is. I like that. It's fine. I think the suit's fine. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think the cape's okay. I hate the cowl, yeah. and I hate the insignia on the chest because I think it looks like a freaking block. I think mm-hmm. it just looks like a black square on his chest, and it doesn't do anything. I'm like, it doesn't look like a bat unless you are right up in his face. I mean, if you don't know, then you'd, you you wouldn't understand it. Same thing with Christian Bale, though, because he has like an entire divot right. in his chest, and so you can't see the bat logo. So how does anyone know what a bat looks like if it's mm-hmm. you know, like that? So, but then, again, that's why Michael Keaton uh, is probably my favorite. But I'm like, I wanted, I just need him to have bigger ears, and I just think the headpiece like looked way too big on his head, like mm-hmm. almost helmet in the in the Snyder stuff. Yeah, I I think I I prefer. I just prefer a more swift and like assassin esque uh, Batman. Yeah. Um, not as much like the Batman who's gonna be like the center of everything to yeah. where fifty guys could be shooting at him or like yeah. anything like that. Or half the time I like when no one even sees him coming. Oh yeah. But like, but like a lot of the movies, like I get it. It's movies. You have to see him. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So he can't move that fast. But there's just so many moments where he's just like standing up. They're like standing up straight, walking towards them. And then they do like a big, like bulky punch or something like that where 
The fight scenes in uh, The Dark Knight were not amazing. And that's what I will give Snyder. I think Snyder's Batman fight scenes, it, that was the best movement we ever saw of Batman. Because he yeah. moved like Batman. He could swing on the bat rope. His cape was flown in the wind. It was amazing. And mm-hmm. that was the first time we ever saw that. And I was like, yeah, that's what I needed. you know. And so I want to give him all the props for that. All the big shout outs. But even so, I'm like, I don't know. I don't like the costume, but mm. there, <laughs> like, there we are. I guess. Okay. I don't know. Let's just close out. Uh, yeah. I got your 10 rating. Um, what is now your last question? How would you rank these stories? I think I already gave you mine. How would you rank the three volumes we've read? What's the one to top one, one, oh, two, and three. Um, we might have the same scale. Um, mm, I, hear- Oh, that's so hard. Uh, I it's mean, only three I, books. No, I know, but <laughs> two is evidently my favorite. Yeah. But like, and Bat Pup really raised the bar I for know. this one. I probably two three one. Really? Yeah. I go two one three. Yeah. Oh wow, that's great. But I also don't have one at the forefront of my mind. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. also I don't know. Like we read it fairly recently. I don't know. I guess. It was good. I, I like, said what I said. No matter what, all these stories make me think Batman is a crazy person. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I like these. I like I like this Batman like run a lot. You know, you know we, like as a whole. You know what we could do though, because they've done this isn't the first time they've done it. Mm-hmm. Earth One is like a. It's almost like Ultimate DC. Right. So they did Wonder Woman that Grant Morrison writes. They've done Green Lantern. There's a new Green Lantern one I'd love to read. I haven't read. Uh, but they also did, I think, two or three. I know they did at least two volumes of Superman by J. Michael Straczynski. I read the first one over quarantine, and it was pretty good. So if you'd ever want to go read volume two, it's yeah. a new take on the Superman origin. And uh, I think I, I got two volumes in there. Was so. it better than Batman Year One? No. I mean, no, better than Nothing's uh, no, better no, no, than no, that. I know. Uh, Superman Year One. Oh, yes. Okay, then I'll read it. Oh my! I was like, Batman Year One is amazing. Yeah. And also, I'm just going to say it, Superman Year One does not take place over a year, which makes me so mad. <laughs> I'm like, that's also, kind of the whole thing. I'm, I'm being a hater right now. I'm sorry to my fans. I hope you all love Superman Year One. It also bothers me how they're shaped, like the books, how they're printed. Oh, the, the magazine size? <laughs> yeah. They're not. I'm like, that's a, that's. I got a bunch of magazine size bagged and board for you, so if you need them. I don't. Okay, well, sorry. <laughs> All righty. Okay, well, Kyle. Oh, what a fun one. One, I'm so sorry. I feel like <laughs> this might have to be a bonus episode or whatever it be, but no, it's we good. will come back to you with more positive content. And actually, we're not going to spoil it. We have something in the in the can right now that is going to be very cool, very exciting. Another sequential read along, but it is going to be way in the future. Um, but we're going to start recording as soon as possible on it. And you guys are not allowed to know what it is. So until it comes out, so then you'll know, but we have stuff in the can coming. It's going to be awesome. It's not just going to be me and Kyle. There's going to be a third member and it's going to be amazing. So look out for that. Make sure to go follow me on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter at Cameron reads comics. And if you're listening on iTunes, make sure to like and subscribe, uh, or no, make sure to hit a cloud with a like. Oh my gosh. If you're listening on iTunes, make sure to leave a five-star rating review. And if you're listening on YouTube, make sure to clobber the like and subscribe buttons. We will see you later. Thank you, Kyle. 